Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Internet DNA with me, Abby. And me, Dan. This week, we're going to be discussing the Internet of Things, or IoT. It's the fourth industrial revolution, which makes me laugh because it's a bit like 2.0, which was a bit of a damp squib. So I wonder if 4.0 is going to be any better. So what were all the other industrial revolutions? Well, there was the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, and then the uh, Industrial Revolution. And then yeah. the industrial... Well, obviously, one of those is the computerization. So we have the powering. Once we've got powering, we get the production line. Once you get production line, you get digitization. Once you've got digitization, we now get the Internet of Things. So good or bad or overhyped? Neither good nor bad. Overhyped. That's an interesting question because it certainly has its applications and it will increase it's very useful in specific instances at the moment and those will increase over time like one of the things is aircraft engines for example constantly monitor themselves and send data back to the manufacturers so that you've got this continual information on how the engines work throughout their lifetime and you can imagine the same thing with any number of devices where they self-monitor to help people build better or understand when they're about to break before they break so you can do proactive maintenance and that sort of thing i think it's a brave new world it's what technology was always meant to be it's sci-fi the future but we're not there yet but i agree what 70 percent of data is never actually used at the moment but being able to use the data for good for monitoring things constantly as opposed to having to stopping them testing them and hopefully then using ai will be able to fix on the go as well so tube lines train lines will never have to have engineering work at the weekend when you get a bus because it will happen self-healing railways self-healing railing and so it will be cheaper it will be better it will be less disruptive so that's the same with nuclear power stations roads yourself in many ways is the most interesting one we talked about that before didn't we i hadn't factored the internet of abbey into things at the moment but yes at the moment i'm thinking about healthcare in that it could clean better it would be better at knowing whether people had contagious viruses it would be able to better monitor and it's so energy efficient using internet things connected devices because it only gives what's needed and only puts things on when they're yeah, needed. so you can imagine where you have devices that are constantly monitoring your health, your blood pressure, your heart. So you could pick up things like how many people needlessly died because they didn't know they had something until it was too late. We talk about engines on aircraft, but it's much the same set of stats. It's this continual monitoring of stats to look for outliers. People go, oh, smart homes. But if we're trying to get to zero emissions by... 2035. More carbon neutral. I find the idea of Internet of Things, which we're really not there yet, but I find it great twofold because one, it helps me. I can leave the house and not have to go all OCD of did I turn the taps off? Did I turn the lights off? Did I turn the heating down? Have I locked the door? I can just leave the house and the house will do it. That's the same in offices. No one has to worry about what's turned off, what's not turned off, what's cleaned. Even the plants, you don't have to worry about whether the plants are watered. So it really finally helps humans in the way that I hope that virtual assistants are also going to finally help humans. And on the other side of that, it makes it economical with money, energy, the climate, all that, because we're not leaving all these things on or we're not overheating or we're not boosting things up quickly because we didn't leave them on minimum. 
And I know that a lot of companies are already piloting and trying, but at the moment, it's not a money-making scheme, but by 2050, isn't it going to be a billion, trillion dollar industry? And there will be nothing that isn't But you wander into a dangerous area. At the moment, uh, Internet Home, they're fairly human controlled. But you can understand that, as we were talking, you start putting AI into there and machine learning into there that you don't have to turn your lights off. It knows if your phone leaves the house or you leave the house, it can quite safely turn lights off and so forth. And it can manage all of that sort of thing itself. But the danger is, and it's the same danger that we always talk about, when there is this much data about you all the time, always on, it is open to misuse. It's not that the data is bad. It's not that the technology is bad, but we don't have to look too hard to see what companies do when they have vast amounts of interesting data about people and how they monetize it. Well, it would be very easy for tech-savvy burglars. There is that side of it. And then there's um, the creepy side that was on the news this week about baby monitors and the cameras that people, when they set up their routers, their smart assistants and their baby monitors, as they don't put a different password in or turn the camera off. So people are yeah. either looking at things. The other thing about security, which people don't think about so much, is if there's an easy way to get in for a hacker, it's not just that they got into the baby monitor. If everything's connected, they can then get onto your computer and then into yeah. your bank account. And they've got everything they need. It's the way in that's the worrying thing, not that that particular bit of But also, if you look at it like you want to get health insurance, but now they actually know your health. They know your health since year dot. So if you need health insurance, they're not going to give it to you because they know they're going to lose money on it. It's that kind of danger about the data as well. Or is it that actually with all this data and with all these changings, something will be put in place to make sure that either you don't need insurance because everyone has it or that can't happen and that you can always get insurance. That doom and gloom of, oh, you're not going to get insurance. You're not going to be allowed on the Internet. You're not going to be allowed to book a holiday. Well, no, I'm talking maybe about, other you know, things will have come up along the way to mean that you can still do these things. Yeah, perhaps. But what I'm saying is you don't have to look far in the news to see that any company that has any data about you is almost universally using it in a way that you did not expect and would not have wished. So maybe the medical insurance is the wrong example. But what I'm saying is that as we massively ramp up the amount of data that's available about our lives, we should be aware of how that data has typically been used by companies. And I'm not saying all companies are evil. I'm just saying at any point in human history where we've made more data available to people, it has been used for both good and bad. What can we do to counteract that? I know you're not a big fan, but one of the reasons for the culture in Ian M. Banks' books is because the machines are the only things that have enough power to understand the data because there's so much data. So they're then left to regulate everything. And then human beings don't have to make a vast amount of decisions about their life because everything's already optimised for them. <laughs> that wasn't quite what I was thinking. I was more thinking along the lines of, oh, well, we can make sure that we have this software and therefore our data gets rubbed out. Or there could be a law that means that companies are not allowed to use it against you in these areas. Not that the computers were going to just completely utterly take well, I think that's the way forward, to be honest. Okay, but I want to talk about some more positive things that I think. I do think it's been a bit overhyped and has had a bit of a bad rap. And I think it is coming. But things like in emergency services, being able to use connected devices, 
is going to be amazing. Being able to have the data to know when someone might be about to die is amazing. I think yeah. in crime, that's a difficult one because of the surveillance. But surely, well, maybe that's minority reports. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah, but you see, you don't have to wander far <laughs> off the path, do you? Okay, supermarkets, by using connected devices, surely they can keep food fresher for longer. They can make sure that they're not overstocking. We can reduce food waste. Not they... just supermarkets. You can have a fridge that can monitor what do they actually eat rather than what do they think they want to eat. If you thought about what food do I throw away more often than not? Aubergines then... every well, week. there you go. Stop buying them. Yeah, I love them. See, yes, but your smart <laughs> fridge would go, I'm not buying any more aubergines because they never eat them. And so that's a good thing because now that aubergine that you would have just allowed to go rotten in your fridge because you like them, but you don't ever eat them. And I've got the same thing with spinach. I buy a lot of spinach. It's not that I don't eat spinach. I just don't eat as much as I buy. But that's yeah. not a good thing because it's going to go the Netflix of food and your fridge in that it's only going to give you the things you eat. The things that you eat no, well, may it not might, but... necessarily be the things you should eat or want to eat. And you but get that's stuck why you put with AI some into it, which and is some they go, bread. Hey, you eat a lot of white bread and Nutella. Have you considered? And then do it in, in a nudgy way like that. Because you can start to use AI and to say, look, this is why when you get into the Internet of Things and everything's connected, if you suddenly now get your gym going, well, you know. You ate three crispy corners today, so you're going to have to work harder. We're going to put your exercise level up to eight to Are work sure, it off. Are you sure the gym won't just go, well, you haven't been coming recently, so you might as well just cancel your membership? I don't think they've <laughs> ever done that in their life, have they? That's what you're saying about the fridge. You know what? You're not eating an aubergine. Yeah. We'll just stop. But you aubergine. should never think. Your phone knows that you don't go to the gym and you're paying 50 quid for it. It should cancel it for you. You should say, hey, by the way, I've noticed you haven't been going to the gym. Would you like to save 50 pounds a month? Yes, I would. Thank you. That's where Internet of Things becomes useful. I notice you've got a subscription to a magazine you've never opened. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at a pile of those now. Yeah. Or did you know you're paying for a streaming service that you've never watched? That sort of thing is really useful. Yeah, instead of having to go and do you switch, we've switched you yeah. to the best energy provider. We know yeah. that you're interested in green renewables and they yeah. do do this. We are automatically putting you on the cheapest tariff. Oh, yeah. that would be nice. But see, there's some really good things. Yeah, there's some really good things. And the thing about tariffs is actually where the regulation needs to come in. To just say, all electricity people must display your bills in the same way so that we can actually directly compare one thing for another. Same with mobile providers. We're going to switch you to a different mobile provider because, to be honest, the one that you're using, A, you've never got any signal, and B, they're more expensive than these guys. Yeah, and that's that would a good make area, a, isn't it? If you think about all of those things in your life where it could easily be managed by an AI, you've got to trust that the AI is not going to tickle you a little bit, but that's where we're wanting to get to, isn't it? There's a lot as well in the beauty industry that they're trying to use the Internet of Things, which isn't working brilliantly well, but you talked about self-regulating and self-mending. This is what they're talking about. So your hairbrush knows what your hair needs and it makes the right shampoo. Your mascara brush knows how your skin is doing. And I don't so put mascara on. You get the right 
skin product made for you each day depending on yeah. what it is you've been doing if you've had a really heavy weekend it might be a bit different from if you've been eating your aubergines exactly if only you've been eating your aubergines <laughs> so we can see that there could be a vast amount of benefits even just really simple benefits and that's not taking into account all the industry you know business benefits of only ordering the amount of parts exactly that you're going to need all of that optimization of the supply chain yeah so there's no lead time required but the brilliance of industry is the self-regulating and self-mending it's gonna it's a half production time i think there was some wonderful words that also came up around that that i quite liked and one was cyber physical wow. that's what the internet of things is gonna become and the other thing is digital harmonization i love the fact that we are so digitally unharmonized at the moment how many times do we shout at our devices but apparently the internet of things is going to bring in digital harmonization that's amazing in, in the building of ergonomic buildings they know where the desks should be they know how the plants should be they know what lighting is required at different times of the day for you so you don't come out feeling exhausted because the data and the ai and the technology have given you the best possible environment to be in and yeah. at the same time been saving the planet because they haven't had to overdo things so iot in infrastructure and property development or office developments couldn't be infrastructure in general we can all see the benefits of it it's just i don't think we're quite there yet a with the ai don't think it's advanced enough to be able to process enough data points to make actual decisions that aren't quite narrow and limited as well is that we don't know how to train the people to do these things there's got to be a whole generation of a new data workforce scientist. trained up to do these things and at this point they're not being trained so no. we're a generation away at least but isn't life going to be smooth and harmonized for our children still for our children's children yes if still there at all if we haven't all been submerged under the ever-rising seas oh well hopefully ai and the internet things will deal with that as well yes all the things we'll just sit around having tea thing that's interesting and actually really one to watch is the Japanese, the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. When they last had the Olympics, they were so forward in what they did. They built their bullet train. It was massively advanced in everything it did. And now the way they're going to use AI and internet for things for crowd control, virtual guides. They're creating the athletes village to a, a zero emissions zone. And so they really are using the Olympics as a showcase of their technology, interestingly, as well as yeah. their people. But it got me thinking about the crowd control and how 20 years ago, we worked with a company that were doing exactly that. Doing able, crowd dynamics. Yeah. They were able to predict how a crowd would be and therefore funnel people off in a different direction, I hope. Yeah, and they had really interesting things like you put a little, not a barrier, but like a bollard and you angle it slightly. It changes the way people move just really subtly. I found that really fascinating. And now they've got so much more data points and they can do it live where you can actually move that barrier and change its angle according to where you want people to go is really interesting. Yeah, very clever and saves lives. Yeah. I think we're going to have to go there though. We are. But I look forward to speaking to you next week. Yeah. Speak next week. Bye. Cheerio.